and welcome back to the sports room. Good to have you again. Tim Corbett here with you. To my left, Andrew. I'll take a double Bates. I thought it was BD. Well, this week it's I'll have a double. And and you're T Cat. Sometimes. Yeah. I'm trying to shake that one. Real why? I'm 31. Remember when I yelled at some guy in the bar for calling you that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Those of you that don't know, for whatever reason, uh, in college, people started calling me Timmy Cat. <laughs> it's because you lied on the couch like a cat. Sure, whatever. <laughs> uh, we were at a bar, and uh, one of this, one of these guys, uh, one of our friends' friends, is being introduced to us, and uh, she's like, uh, this is Andrew, and this is my friend Timmy Cat. <laughs> and he was like, nobody ever calls him that anymore. <laughs> Got in the guy's face. <laughs> That yeah, was all that was right. Good. So how you doing, man? How things been? Uh, good. Yeah, not too bad. You had, know, a, had a really rough drive home today. That traffic mm-hmm. gets hairy. Yeah. Even at like 10 to 5. Oh, I know. I tried to go... I was supposed to have dinner at my brother's house in Hamilton, so I leave the city at about 2.50. At around 3.30... I was at Lakeshore and Park Lawn. Yeah. <laughs> or no, <U-turn. laughs> Lakeshore and Parkside. Jesus. Yeah, so yeah, I did a U-turn, and uh, that was it. Didn't have dinner at my bro's house. <laughs> poor, um, your poor brother. But things I've been looking up for Tim recently. I uh, quit my job on Wednesday. Nice. So now I'm fun employed for about a week and a half here. And uh, that's going over really well for me. Stayed up until about 2 a.m. last night. Got to watch Tiger today. Got to watch Tiger today, which gets me full-on eggplant emoji. <laughs> Three under 69, too, just to put a cherry on top. That's great. That's it's good a, stuff. It's a nice score. Um, we, on Sunday, got ourselves a nice feed bag going and watched the Grey Cup. Yeah, that was that was pretty fun. Caitlin bowed out fairly quickly. She's no, she didn't quick. actually. She sat here until the third quarter. Okay, it was third quarter, and then she's like, "This is boring." Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "Guys, it's so boring." <laughs> Went to bed. She stuck around until the food was gone. That's, that was pretty much it. Yeah, that, that, that was about it. And to be honest, it kind of was a boring game. Like it wasn't bad. Like the the Argos got kind of dominated and. There was just these two amazing plays that really that vaulted them to the win. There are two big which was plays. Great. And they were huge plays, like really exciting. But, I mean, it was... Uh, I, I don't know if that was a typical Argos game of the year. Usually they're, you know, fairly consistent offensively. But uh, fun, no, nevertheless. It was That was great. 105-yard fumble return, 100-yard 100, 100 uh, TD pass. That's craziness. Yeah, they got themselves to the Grey Cup, which was good enough in most people's eyes i yeah. think everyone thought calgary would do it but again second year in a row calgary couldn't that's right couldn't come up with the win the funny thing about the cfl there's so few teams and the argos got the bye by finishing first in the eastern conference yeah they only had to play one game in the playoffs to make yeah. it to the great cup it's, they won two games in the playoffs it is what it is with the cfl i yeah. mean you could talk about until it's to your blue in the face but that's what the cfl is would like to see them add that team out in halifax you know gets 10 teams that start What's building the funny league. Uh, the only, so there were seven all time in the history of the CFL, the CFL expansion era, there were seven teams in the States for the CFL. Yeah. We looked into that. Yeah. Which is crazy. Cleveland was actually successful in the CFL. They won a great cup? No, actually attendance wise. Oh, Like people were interested in Cleveland and then they got the Browns and people didn't care about the CFL anymore. Right. But now I'm thinking, 
Would they care about the Browns? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah lo- if the CFL goes back, they'll just take all of the, the Browns fans. If you could get a winning CFL team in Cleveland, they might be like, all right, we got the Cavs, we yeah. got the new CFL team, yeah. we're good. <laughs> well, was it you that was telling me that uh, they they had a pretty good um, TV numbers for the Grey Cup on Sunday down in the States? Uh, last year, I don't know about this year, last oh, okay. year they had 10 schmil. In the States? No, just overall. Oh, okay. No, some, someone was telling me that the U.S. TV numbers were good for the Grey Cup. Oh. Uh, and that they they, they, uh, they enjoy watching it. Dan Patrick, actually, they, they were talking about it. They all watched it. They thought it was a great game. Yeah, I mean, it's it's different. I mean, they love their football in the States. So if you throw in some football, you'll get some viewers. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, it wasn't a special Sunday. in the. There's only one game on in the NFL at that time. So, yeah, obviously you're going to get... You're going to get some eyeballs on the TV if it's on some national broadcast, right? Yeah. So what were your thoughts coming away from that? Um, are you more interested in the CFL for next year? Or are you less interested? Yeah. I think this th- this year I, I definitely watched the most CFL. That was the first game I watched like start to finish. The entirety. The yeah. in, in entirety. I probably watched bits and pieces about five or six games this year. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think that I'll be watching a few games next year, like plan to watch them. And I think I'll definitely make it down to BMO field next year for a game. I really hope that with the, with the championship, uh, it'll create some hype. Uh, maybe throw in some more of that marketing that we were talking about at the beginning of the season. Um, and try to sort of develop, uh, an atmosphere like TFC has like, Oh my God, they might not get the best ratings in the country, but they have a really loyal following. And it seems like a good experience just to go to the game and, TFC games of, are a blast. A Even if you don't care about soccer or anything, they're a blast to go to. It's the only just nuts. It's the only only way you'd get me to go to the Brazen Head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that that's true right there. Um, TFC could have two champions in BMO Field next year, mm-hmm. going to the MLS Cup. Yeah, so big. I mean, we were talking about this last year. Uh, how Toronto has a big uh, sports scene up and coming with the Raptors. Um, the Leafs, Leafs uh, Argos just won a championship. Yeah. TFC could possibly win a championship. Yeah. Um, we don't know against who yet, although it's pretty clear at this point. Yeah, it's looking like it's Seattle because they scored two away goals in the first leg. They're they're playing tonight at ten thirty. So, uh, by the time anyone listens to this, they'll know. Yeah. Who the who the final will be against, which is going to be a cool rematch from last year. I don't know if you remember, Seattle didn't get a shot on goal and somehow wins a MLS Cup over, uh, <laughs> over, over Toronto. Yeah, they got to figure that out. Like, for me, that still doesn't make any sense, but I don't know. If, if it works for other people, I guess, sure. If what? The, so the scoring. I, no, I, th- I think I, I figured it out. It's, it's only if it's a tie, then the tie goes to the most road goals. Kind of makes sense to me. Or... So if both teams have scored four goals, the... Winner is the team that scored the most road road goals, or that makes sense to me. Um, instead of having two games over eight days, they have three games over eight days. Best of three. Yeah, I don't think the soccer players like playing that much though. Well, they like can... they like the breaks. Fantastic. <laughs> Good for I them. Mean, it's this is how it works. Work in Champions League and all the other leagues. Like I just, it's just how it works. You know, uh, we can't nice. reinvent the wheel here. What if, what if like the NHL was just like, you know what? 
We only like playing 40 games. We're going to do that. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Don't you think? No, it'd be less hockey. Well, there'd be less hockey, but the players would be healthier. The, the level of play would be higher. But that the Josie Altidore goal last night was amazing. You got to watch. You you got to watch the game. I didn't. We that was uh, that was actually pretty good. TFC was dominating, especially the second half. There, um, you could really sense it coming on. You could, you could feel that Toronto was going to strike. Yeah, you could see it happening. And I was super stoked. Emoji. I mean, yeah, <laughs> full on eggplant emoji. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, especially since it was Altidore. He almost had to leave early yeah. because of his yeah. ankle. That's right. He was on the sidelines. They didn't Taped sub him. They yeah. didn't sub him because they wanted to get back on there. So he sat on the sidelines, you know, did whatever he needed to do to feel like he could put an extra five, ten minutes. Ran out there, scored the goal, got off. I mean, that's like hockey player-esque. That they subbed him right after the goal. Pretty much. I that's mean, I right. think it was like five or six minutes after the goal. Yeah, they, they got him out of there. Yeah. Um, hopefully he can heal up and be ready. be ready for next week. Yeah, I'm sure he will. I mean, the, the the MLS Cup is a week Saturday, you know, so he has about eight, nine days yeah. to, re- to recover. I just so. don't know what the injury was. Yeah. I mean, if he was running on it. Yeah, it's not like a high ankle sprain or something. It, it can't be something that, uh, yeah. well, I, you never know what the adrenaline, how it can get get a guy through. But, I mean, I, the coach talked after the game and he, he seemed fine to mm-hmm. that he was going to be playing. I actually listened. I was on my way to hockey. Last night, I so I listened to mo- most of the first half. Maybe maybe not most. Um, didn't realize that Greg Brady does the play by play on the Fan Five Ninety for TFC. He's actually really good at it. Um, it's usually uh, Garrett Wheeler. That's TSN. TSN. When fa- the the fan had oh, the game the yesterday, okay. and Greg Brady does the the play by play, and he actually did a really good job. I got me thinking might be a good replacement for Romanek on the TV screen. <laughs> I like obviously Romanek has a contract and it'll take a while to fire him. Well, and we we we're pretty sure he has pictures of somebody. Right. Like, it, that's the only thing thing that makes sense. Yeah, I was thinking maybe he was sleeping with someone, but then you see him and like this guy's not sleeping with anyone. He looks like Gollum. Yeah, he does. Really scary face. He looks creepy as shit. <laughs> so actually, think speaking about creepy, um, <laughs> so that the news came about Greg's on today. I'm thinking to myself. Well, if it was any of the sportscasters, it would have been What's-His-Face. Greg Zahn? No. Oh, yeah. Romanuk would have been the guy. <laughs> That's who you're... Out of I, all the sportscasters, I was surprised it wasn't Romanuk. <laughs> Greg, Greg, Greg Zahn's not terribly surprising. I mean, he's kind of marketed himself as this, like, misogynist, manly man, and, I, you know, it, it just... it's. It's not surprising. Glad that it's come out. Glad that he's, he's fired, obviously. But Well, I'm not glad. I'm never I'm glad. I'm not glad it happened. Yeah. But I'm glad it, it, it had happened. So obviously you have to be happy that it's come out. And he's, I wish he's he got fired. fired for being shit. But he got fired, unfortunately, for being a exactly. piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fair enough. Uh, it's, I was actually, I think the TFC season tickets are still pretty, uh, pretty affordable. Really? Might grab some of those for next year. The ones I can't use, sell them off. Yeah. I th- there's 15 home games. I think last week I said there's 25. I think it's 15, mm-hmm. 15 home games. So, I mean, what, yeah. What would the, the season tickets be like a hundred bucks a, a, a pair or something like that? No, I think it's a lot less than that. Oh, really? I think it's a lot less than that. Mm. And it gets you first in line for the playoffs. Yeah, I, although after this run they've been on, maybe it'll bump up a bit more next if you, year. If we know MLSE, which we don't, they're going to be bumping up the... Speaking of 
MLSC in cash, going back to the Argos, apparently they lost 10 mil this year. Really? Yeah. I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know that MLSC owned the Argos. Or, no, not the MLSC then, I guess. Just yeah, the Argos? Right, yeah, the Argos lost 10 mil. Really? Yeah. They're probably paying uh, Jim Pop and Mark Treshman a lot. Treshman's got to be getting paid a lot. Yeah. Absolutely. They're probably Absolutely. both the highest paid in the And as far as, like, league. so um, uh, Ricky Ray gets paid 4 mil. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or no, 400,000. 400,000. Yeah. yeah. Which is He's high. one of the highest paid players that's in the league. That's pretty high. Yeah. I think um, that's got to be one of the top salaries in the league. Yeah, I mean they have they have a 40-50 man roster and the salary cap's like 5.05 million. And they're what 7,000 attendance every year, every game, 7-8,000 in attendance? No, they're about 13, which 13? is about 50% capacity of BMO. 50% capacity. 13,000. And I really don't, like, I'm walking around Toronto all the time, I don't see a lot of Argo swag. There's not a lot of merch being sold. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine the, t- the the TV rights sell for a whole lot in the CFL. No. Especially in Toronto, you know, so. Yeah, they're, they're probably not bringing in a lot of money. What, I... They really should sell to MLSE, get get a little bit of money in. It's only that a matter program. of time. It probably it's is only until MLSE owns. But they'll pro- hopefully they buy buy the Jays up as well. Although you know what, <laughs> I don't know. Rogers has a titload of money. <laughs> they have a lot of money, yeah. But MLSE is owned by Rogers and Bell, right? So is MLSE or MLSE is owned by Rogers and Bell. Hmm. I thought that was just the division of the Toronto Maple Leafs. No, MLC. Because MLC has several branches. They have a real estate branch. Yeah, but MLC is owned by the they the majority shareholders are Rogers and Bell. I'll have to take a look at that. Sure. Um. Oh, you want to do the skills competition? Sure. Could have just said that. You don't have to point to your thing. <laughs> oh, people can't see me pointing. <laughs> All right, I'm up three two. Let's fire up the skills competition. So I, I Andrew found Bates a, is winning I found three a cool two. website mm-hmm. that got me all kinds of stats that you'll never be able to guess. All I have is my worldly knowledge. I don't have a website. You don't have to look up these questions. All I have I struggle is my, every week to come up with questions. It's really hard. Yet you're winning. Right. Well, that's probably because I look them up and they're tougher. All right. Well, I got one for you here. Um, cool. The TFC all-time scoring leader. Oh, is it um, Jerome Defoe or what, what's his name? Nope. Michael Bradley? Nope. Javinko? Yeah. I knew that with three for a loop. Yeah. Because he hasn't been on the team he's that long. He's only been on the team for like three years. Yeah, but he's yeah, he's the league. Wow. All right. Team. What is the Toronto Maple Leafs' longest streak in the playoffs? Longest winning streak? No. So the longest like streak but in years, in seasons. Oh, of making the playoffs. Of making the playoffs, qualifying for the playoffs. I'm going to go with eight. Fifteen. Ooh. It was way back in the day. Lobby. Yeah. Like back, it ended in 1945. Yeah, I probably should have like thought about back the year then when you were was, born. When there was only like ten teams, but probably just won it. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Um, how about the Argos' all-time passing leader? Ricky Ray. Nope. Damn! I thought you were gonna try and throw me for a loop again. Right. <laughs> he is second, which is surprising. Okay. Wait. Let me guess. Okay. Um. 
No, no, I can't guess. It's very obvious. Pinball Clemens? No, he wasn't a he wasn't a quarterback. <laughs> oh, oh, who's the guy that went to the NFL? Doug Flutie? Yeah. No. Oh, okay, who is it? Condredge Holloway. Oh yeah, very obvious. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How many Stanley Cup finals uh, uh, final appearances have the Toronto Maple Leafs had? Not Stanley Cups, finals appearances. 21. Yes. Sick. That's all the points. No, that's cups. How did you know that? What do you mean? How did you get that right? My worldly knowledge. All right. <laughs> um, Jeff O'Neill, the O-Dog. Yeah. What is his favorite band? Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 um, he talks about it on the radio. Does he? Yeah. Sticks? Nope. Alright, what is it? Creed. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's not actually his favorite band. It absolutely is. <laughs> Alright, how many playoff appearances have the Toronto Raptors had? I'm going to go with four. Alright, come on. What? They've made the playoffs like six years in a row. No, they haven't. Total 13. Oh, really? Yeah. No. So you suck again, but we're tied 3-3. Yeah, not bad. All right, well, uh, we'll cut it off there. Come back with a little Leafs, Raptors, and Tigger talk. Tiger Woods. Wait, we already talked about him. Briefly. that was I feel very breaked I'm re-energized and ready to go on for the next three hours couple of fresh wobbly pops (laughs) cheers Cheers. can people hear that yep so (laughs) our main man Tiger Woods is back at it again he looked really good I was following along on Twitter Mm -hmm. PGA uh, PGA Tour was pumping out Mm -hmm. the video clips of him looked Great couple fist pumps, a 69. You know, he did that on purpose, absolutely. Yeah, that's his favorite number. He's like, Hey, you like that, Dustin? <laughs> <laughs> he got a bo- he got a bogey to get it to <laughs> yeah. go from 400 to 300 just yeah. so he get that 69. Yeah, five birdies today. Yep, I was watching that. Um, uh, well, not all of it, I didn't see the full 18, but um, it was good to watch. Uh, the main concern for me going into this was. Well, first of all, everything was being hyped to the tits with Tiger. Players yeah. talking about how good he looked. Yeah. Tiger talking about how good he looked, how yeah. good he feels. Um, and I was just like, just calm down. We've seen this before. We saw let's, it last year. Yeah, let's everyone take a step back here. Uh, my main concern with Tiger was just watching him come back and playing a nice, easy game for just to stay healthy. Yeah. Um, don't want to see him swing out of his shoes, get another back injury, get another knee injury. He's had too many surgeries over his entire body. Yeah. Um, I want to see him play, not be injured, and make cuts. That's my only thing for Tiger this year. You don't have to go out and reclaim world number one. Make 60%, 70% of your cuts. Yeah, make cuts, yeah. stay healthy, so I know that I can depend on Tiger in the future. That I know I'm not looking at, oh, Tiger has to like, take another 13 months off or whatever. Yeah. I like And last year, too, I'm excited as the next guy. Last year, too, he had a great first round at the Hero. 
led the field in birdies, but by the third round started swinging out of his shoes and his driver was going everywhere. He also led the field in bogeys. Yeah. So got to kind of rein it back a little bit. He had a good first round last year as well and ended up going nuts and hurting himself again. So There were a couple of drives where I was like, I don't know yeah. about that. But for the most part, yeah, it was an easy controlled swing. Um, I like he always that he has this feud with DJ to start the year. Um, the driving day, the, the longest trying driver. to drive each other. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Though they're saying in the practice round about half and half, Tiger was out driving t- uh, Dustin. That's crazy. That's absolutely insane. I'm sure Justin Tom. Well, I mean Justin Thomas isn't as long as Dustin Dustin Johnson. But no, it's hard to be anywhere as close as Dustin Johnson. Ju- but I mean um, Justin Thomas is pretty long as well. Yeah, I mean they're all getting especially how small he is. Well, yeah, they're all getting that way. I was really surprised we we're talking about small guys who hit it big. Um, like, obviously, Roy McIlroy. He's not a big guy at all. Um, he's jacked now, though. He is jacked to the tits. Um, Adam Hadwin. I remember watching Adam Hadwin. Right, yeah. Um, in uh, in the RBC Canadian Open. And he was, like, a tiny guy. Yeah. Real tiny. He was like me, but probably 20 pounds lighter. <laughs> I mean, he's probably still 20 pounds lighter. He's like, what, 160? At best. Yeah. At best. Soaking wet. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he's a tiny guy. He can bomb it out there as well. Yeah, he's bombing it out there. But, yeah, I was really happy with watching Tiger. Again, a plant emoji all over the place. I was... <laughs> funny story, actually. So I was texting a lot of people today while I was watching it, being like, look at that Tiger shot. A plant emoji. <laughs> oh, man, look at that putt. A plant emoji. Tiger pump. A plant emoji. <laughs> And uh, I was doing that, so I was uh, at the same time, I was uh, texting with this Tinder chick. Yeah. And um, so we were talking about going out, and I guess just like the amount of eggplant emojis are just seeping into my texts. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, absolutely. I can go out on Friday. Eggplant emoji. <laughs> Unmatched immediately or what? <laughs> no. Oh, she was just sort of like, what is that all about? <laughs> I explained the situation. She got over it. She just said, I like eggplant. Let's go for eggplant yeah, parm. Eggplant parm. Yeah. Anyways, I explained the situation. She's okay with it. Uh, we're going out. Nice. Congratulations, Egg- buddy. Eggplant emoji on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you did, see, did you see uh, Gra- Graham Dillette had to change his uh, Twitter picture to a leaf? After oh, after, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. He, I guess he had a bet with somebody about it. Big Flames fan. Probably yeah. Adwin. Yeah. Yeah. Big Flames fan. Looking forward to get to the PGA uh, season to actually get started here and start seeing some real names every weekend on your TV, but we'll be watching Tiger this weekend. I remember, oh man, what were these guys' names? Uh, there was uh, oh Brad Fritch. He was um, uh, sponsored by the Canucks. Yeah. And there was another D bag that was sponsored by the Senators. Um, it'd be nice if the Maple Leafs could sponsor a golfer. Yeah, get some. Toronto Maple Leafs putters and yeah. club heads out there, club head covers well, out Fritch there. Well, Fritch had his... Uh, bag, maybe. He had his... Uh, maybe a shirt. The polo had the, the, the crest on the front. Are you sure it was just sponsored? He just bought a shirt that had an no, Ottawa he Senators. He was sponsored. The Ottawa Senators had enough money to give to a golfer? Yeah, he just sponsors they traveling. They barely teams. have enough money to give Derek Carlson next year. <laughs> oh, they'll give him the money. <laughs> I, I doubt it. Give him the money or fold. That's it. I think he. I think Eric Carlson. Carlson's gone next year. No chance. Yeah, I really don't. I think so. Bet. Nah. <laughs> nah. Leafs at Canucks Saturday. Yep. Um. That's gonna be a really fun game. I always like watching the Leafs. <laughs> you know what sucks for the Canucks is. Uh, I love how fired they fired up they get about the four p.m. starts. Yeah, it's I was about so to say good. that. Yeah. 
Nine, nine. It's uh, I guess uh, it's still six p.m. in Calgary, six p.m. in Edmonton. Yeah, and then it goes on to four p.m. in uh, Vancouver. <laughs> um, they get so hairy about it. It's so good. Well, when I lived in Vancouver, it was a bit of a pain in the ass because like I would get pumped up to watch the Leaf game. It was on at four p.m. Isn't it nice you can go out and like get dinner after the game? Not really, because I'd get rowdy, and by nine p.m. would be bedtime. Oh, yeah, you get real tie tie. Oh yeah, yeah. That's true. Real sloppy. But Canucks are actually having a bit of a surprising season. I think everyone had written them off uh, coming into the year, but they're fifth in the Pacific, one point above five hundred. You know, that's, I mean, it's not good. They're not going to make the playoffs, but that's a hell of a lot better than anybody would have given them. And I like coming into the, year. the attitude in Vancouver right now was much like the attitude in Toronto last year, where they realize it's going to be a rebuild now. Yeah. Um, they finally, like, ownership, Trevor Linden... They finally, Jim Benning, I don't like Jim Benning, but they they finally said, okay, we're going to stop trying to make the playoffs. We're going to do a little rebuild here. Right. Um, it's, but I, they're kind of screwing it up. Well, it's hard to do because you can't get rid of the Sedins uh, for prospects like we did with Phaneuf and uh, Castle. Right. Um, you can't get rid of, you can't trade players like because they're a package. No one, and no one wants them. They both have a no move. Yeah. Uh, they're both in the last year. So potentially, if you ate salary, but you like how much, like between the two of them, it's 12 schmil. You'd have to eat a ton of salary. Uh, yeah. I, if they're both $12 million, then someone would just need to have $6 million cap space. They would have to that, eat half of it. So if they ate half, yeah, I mean, you could move them at the deadline, but. They're not players that anybody wants to play anymore. They're playing third line minutes in Vancouver. They're not putting. They're not putting up points really. Like they're not. They're not elite players anymore. Nope, they're on their way out. They're not players that people give up first round picks for. Backman. No one's saying we need somebody to help us win a cup. Let give me the two the two twins out in Vancouver. No one's saying that. They had their blinders on for years. I mean, when I lived in Vancouver, so this is like four or five years ago. They've been bad a long time. I've been saying, like, even when the Canuck or the Sedins were still putting up 70, 80 points a year, I was still saying they got to get rid of these guys now. Yeah, yeah, if, if they, absolutely. If they can. Yep. Um, it just sucks for them. Uh, but, yeah, they're they're on the right track. Um, I, yeah, like you said, I don't see them going anywhere, but it's always a good time. Um, I just think it's funny they're screwing, they're screwing up the tank. I just think it's hilarious. Like so, they're gonna get they're gonna get a tenth overall pick next year, right? And then they're gonna lose the Sedins in free agency, guaranteed, and then maybe get a top five pick, and then they're gonna need to, that. They have three four years of being in the in the in the dumpster. They're gonna take the full rebuild time plus maybe a little bit more that Toronto was supposed to take. Yeah, I like we were so. talking about the Toronto rebuild. We were talking about five years. Now we're talking about going for the cup in the next year or two. Right, but the Toronto rebuild really started probably at the... You could bring it back to when the... When they hired ca- Babcock. No, no. You can bring the Toronto rebuild back to when they they drafted Kadri. No, that was still... They going- drafted Kadri. I know I know they're still, they're still going at it, but their first-round picks have worked out since they drafted Kadri. Drafted Kadri at seven... All right, then, if you want to get technical about it, the Brendan Shanahan, Brendan Shanahan being hired, going to the MLSC saying we have to do a teardown. I understand that started that. a couple. Of years I understand ago. that, but they had start they had built their their high end prospect pool. Like they had already drafted Nylander, they had already drafted Morgan Riley. You know what I mean? That there was there was a semblance of a good team in Toronto, and it just took like a Matthews and Marner and Nylander to get into the lineup to push them over the top, and a goalie. 
in Vancouver, there's nothing in the cupboards. Like, no. They're starting from the cadre draft, is what I'm trying to say. They're going to have to draft deep, like make good picks in late rounds. Yeah. They're going to have to sign some good college free agents. They're going to they're gonna have to... And like we've seen, like we seen in Edmonton, I mean, with even with the high picks and having okay. cupboards stocked, I mean, you can still screw it up. They're going to have to get lucky. Speaking of Edmonton, you're talking about Vancouver having a long road back. Edmonton, like, what are they going to do? Are they on the brink of another full rebuild? I don't know if you can ever full rebuild with McDavid because him alone can get you, you know, close to the playoffs. I mean, but we're seeing it this year that he can't, right? I mean, I had I, always thought McDavid, McDavid alone gets you to the playoffs. Maybe that's not true. No, it's not the and NBA. T- and Tablet, Talbot also hasn't been very good this year. He's a good goalie. He hasn't been too good this year. Right. So they're probably a couple points out of a wild card if Talbot, Talbot's been himself this year. But, they just lost him for two weeks. But like Vancouver, they have nothing in the cupboards. It's not like they're saying, oh, we just need these guys to develop and come up. No, they have, they have no prospects. They have a lot of bad contracts with slow players. You know, the, the, they, they're not looking promising. Even if you make the playoffs, are you going to win a cup? I don't think so. No, not with that roster. No, absolutely not. I mean, and you know they're going to do something stupid again, like trade Ryan Nugent Hopkins for, oh, I don't know, another Adam Larson. Ian Cole. Yeah, probably. He's on the market now, apparently. <laughs> yeah, another... I, I can't see Edmonton being that stupid. Well, Trelli has a long history of being stupid. He's traded Kessel, Sagan. Sagan. Well, that's... The Kessel trade worked out for him, and then he just traded Hamilton and Sagan. <laughs> right. But he traded Kessel, traded Sagan, traded Hamilton. He's traded Taylor Hall. He's traded Jordan Everly. This guy loves trading elite first-round, mm-hmm. second-round picks. He just loves trading elite players. Yep. Could you imagine if he traded Connor McDavid? No. He I be, wouldn't put it past him. He would be hung. He would, but I wouldn't would put it past him. Mm-hmm. This guy can convince himself of anything. Yeah, it's, uh, oh, do you think he'll be fired by the end of the year? I think if he does something egregiously stupid again, yeah. that that They might clean house again. But the problem is in Edmonton is that they don't clean house to the top like Toronto did. Signed, Kevin Lowe. Kevin Lowe is still in charge of that team at the end of the day. Signed, uh, signed Lucic to a seven-year deal? That, yeah. It, that's incredulous. <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. And he's already an anchor on that team. He's still an effective player, but it's $7 million. He's already an anchor. He's the reason they had to get rid of Everly. Yep. Because they said, oh, we need cap space for when McDavid gets his big deal. And yep. they're like, oh, we're screwed. Well, that's what I was saying. Thanks, Maybe Shirelli. It looks like Edmonton is going to be in this influx like Montreal is in, where they really want to win. People's jobs are hanging in the balance of winning. And they're doing everything they can, which includes making bad decisions. Oh, yeah. Like trading Sergachev to win now. Yeah. Oh, I mean, they're going to trade futures this year. I'll go on record. They're trading futures this yep. year to make the playoffs. Yep. And they're going to lo- they'll lose in the first round. They're a garbage team. Edmonton or Edmonton, Montreal. Where are we talking about Montreal? I just brought Montreal up. Oh. Well, they're in the same sort of position. They're, yeah, they're in, Montreal's not going to trade futures. They I think they know where they, where, who they are. But Carey Price, they've won three straight with Carey Price back. He looks like he, like he's going to drag them probably close to the playoffs. The Atlantic's a tire fire. Do they know who fire. they are, though? Do they really know who they are? The Atlantic's a tire fire. 
Anybody can get that third spot. But they really know who they are. All right, fine. You might be able to drag yourself into the playoffs, but will they win a cup with this team? Of course not. But I so think they really know I who think, they are. I think they know. I think they know that they have problems there, and but, that they're relying too much on Carey Price. I, think I don't if, think they'll trade features. I think if they really knew what that team had and what they were capable of, they would fire uh, Bergevin, bring someone else in. Well, Bergevin's had his time, and he fucked it up. He's he's had. Three head coaches? Mm-hmm. How many times do you see a general manager get more than one coach fired? Not very often. Yeah. Usually usually GM has one bullet in the chamber for one coach. Yep. And then if the, his new coach, if they still can't get it done, everybody's gone. That's just that's just the how the NHL works. Uh yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like how was how Sorry, I didn't even hear that you brought up Montreal, but I mean I, I think that this I would hope if I was a Montreal fan that this this year up until Carey Price looks like he's finally healthy shows management that this team is constructed very poorly and that we need Carey Price to be really good to win. I would hope that that means they're not going to trade any more futures. But then again, Carey Price gets $10 million next year. Ten and a half. Ten and a half million dollars next year. Yeah, what are they going to do? might be a little easier if the cap goes up as much as people are saying it might. Yeah, I mean, Myrtle reported it could go up to $85 million. That'd be crazy. That's a $12 million jump. We'd re-sign James Van Rieswijk. Probably would. Yeah. I mean, assume, well, think if if the cap goes up $10 million, Austin Matthews is getting 15, 16 mil. Nah, he'll be on pace with McDavid. No, you he'll, be on pace, he'll be on pace percentage of cap, not dollars. They gotta well. You gotta sell Austin Matthews on winning a cup, and if you want to take your max contract, you're gonna make it really hard on your team to win a cup. You have to look at that. Matthews will get comparable in terms of percentage. If the cap goes up a crap ton, then then he'll get percentage. It, it, it could come out higher. It might be thirteen, fourteen million dollars. They'll figure out a way to sign him around twelve million, uh, with like bonuses. Um, uh, 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 what's it called? Um, Performance bonus bonuses? No. Um, oh, co- uh, salary uh, bonuses. No. Uh, what they were trying to sell uh, Stamkos on. Why can't I think of this word? Oh, Advertising. Like, sponsorships. Uh, yeah, yeah, sponsorships. Sponsorships. Yeah. They'll sell him with sponsorships. They'll make him the, the god of Toronto. After he's done his ECL or his ELC, yeah. he'll, um, he'll be eligible to sign sponsorships. Um... So they'll sell them on that. Oh, are you not allowed to sign sponsorships in your ELC? Uh, not in your first year. Yeah, because I think he signed something this year. Not in your first year, and uh, Lou makes it hard for them to do anything in the. I in hate the Lou Lamarillo. Yeah, he's gone after this year. I think he'll be a senior advisor. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, we're gonna get pretty pumped up right now. We're gonna watch the Edmonton game. Uh, tonight, and then uh, we got Canucks coming up on Saturday. Yeah, it should be a good weekend. I, I like you were saying. I love playing the Canucks. I love playing. I love when the Leafs play Canadian teams. Yeah, it just feels different. I don't know. It. It. I guess I, I'll throw in the Rangers. I'll throw in the original six in in uh, the states in that group. Original six plus all the Canadian teams. It's just it feels different than playing Carolina or something. You know. This is my favorite road trip of the season yeah. when they do Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver. They I usually don't fare too it. well though. Not usually, but yeah. this isn't the old Leafs. This is not your father's I Leafs could, anymore. I could see them beat Edmonton and Vancouver and, and Cal- I could see them sweeping. Yeah, I could go them six for why six. Why not sweep? Yeah, I could see I, six I for six. I don't see why not. Freddie's standing on his head right now. Um, Freddie's in another... He's the 
He's been the best goalie in the NHL over mm-hmm. the last eight starts. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just want to touch but on we, one thing. We saw this last year. It's cr- it, it's just absolutely nuts. We talked about this last week, but it's yeah. nuts. Yeah. It's weird how it, two years in a row. But um, I just want to touch on one thing real quickly. Yeah. Um, everyone's freaking out right now in the media. Fans no way. are freaking out. Um, it's weird because last year everyone was like ready the last two years they're ready to embrace the uh, the rebuild and they knew it was going to take a long time and now all of a sudden it's like Marner's in a slump oh we gotta trade him let's trade him for whoever this year uh, now Nylander's in a slump it's like oh like fourth line uh, what's gonna bring him out of this slump uh, is he gonna be as good as we think he was long term yeah. should we trade him for a defenseman and like not everyone is Connor McDavid. Not everyone is Austin Matthews. Not everyone's going to be the best player for the entire career. Yeah. Like, these are... People go through slumps in their careers, first of all. Second of all, they're they're second-year players. They're still figuring it out. Yeah. As talented as they are, they're figuring it out. And we just got to leave them alone and let them develop. It is still a rebuilding team. And at most, it's a 10-game unproductive streak. Yeah. Like, and f- for Nylander... I don't know what Babcock thinks, how how he thinks playing him eight and a half minutes on the fourth line with Dominic Moore and Matt Martin's going to get him out of his slump. Nylander's shooting 2.22% at even strength. Like, that is obviously not going to continue. I don't know why Babcock seems to think playing Nylander on the fourth line for eight and a half minutes, how the hell is that supposed to get you out of a scoring slump? Playing with two two rocks. How is that supposed to do anything? They actually, that fourth line looked... Um, and they looked great. They looked Because good. of Nylander. <laughs> because of Nylander. But I, well, he, how's, how's he going to get the space to score? Well, Marner did his time down there, and Nylander is, and he'll be back up before you know it. And don't you think it's convenient that Austin Matthews is having his quote-unquote worst few games of, of, his, uh, of the season? While Nylander's not been playing on his wing, I think that has a lot to do with the fact that um, Mar- or, uh, he hasn't looked the same since his injury. He I mean, really hasn't. Matthews hasn't looked. He hasn't, that- but he also hasn't played with Nylander since he really since he's been back. He still hasn't looked the same. Both of their both of their stats possession wise are better when they're together than when they're both apart. Well, obviously, like as much as I love Brownie and Hyman. A first line of Matthews, Brown, and Hyman isn't a first line. No, it's not. I love Brown, but especially when you're up there with Hyman, too, like, that's not a first line. How many grinders can you have on a line? Well, I like Brown, too. He's a grinder. Right? Yeah, Brown's going to score another 20 goals this For year. sure, but yeah. he's still a grinder. Well, he's, you can't. Like, you remember in NHL when it, guys were grinders, playmakers, or snipers? Yeah. Brown's a grinder. He gets goals off his ass. Like, that's how he is. I'd say Hyman's a grinder. <laughs> Hyman's a grinder. Brown's a playmaker. Um, but, yeah. I mean, like, we're rolling through the punches. Uh, rolling with the punches here. Um, I still believe in Babcock. I, like, I'm like. i questioning, yeah. I would like to see I him. think he's had a poor season as head coach. I don't. I, I don't think it, I think he's had a very rough start as the coach this I year. I don't. I obviously have disagreements with him. I'll have disagreements with any coach that ever comes on this team. Oh, for sure. But um, comes with the territory of being a Leafs fan or any passionate fan, right? Since uh, since last year, I mean, the proof the proof is there. I mean, they're they've been winning. They have a winning record. Sure, but I, I I guess a lot of a lot of the vitriol against Babcock recently has come from excluding the last two games against Washington and uh, and Calgary. 
they really haven't played well either. They've been winning. Yeah. But they really didn't play well. That game against Calgary was pure dominance. It was, they allowed it was, 20 shots. I think they had 57% possession. Like it was it was a it was a dismantling. It was the best game I've watched in a while. Best hockey game I've ever like I've watched in years. Yeah. Um but yeah, like I said, um have I, as I've been beating this drum for a long time, as good as they are, as talented as they are, they still they're still a developing team. And I can I can agree with that. I mean, look, yeah, like you said, they're going to go in slumps. This is the second year of having Austin Matthews on this team. Yeah, it should be expected that there are still some defensive lapses in this still young team, right? Like yeah, most of the best players on this team are still under twenty five. The one good thing about this. Nylander slump is if he keeps on going this way we might see him on a bridge contract or yeah I mean Nylander's not signing an eight year deal after a bad year if this was his if they're Which making a right hurt, now might end up hurting the Leafs if he signs a, a, th- a two year deal at like four mil mm-hmm. and then scores 80 points in those two years well right no that actually helps because we know our window to win a Stanley Cup is now so that just extends our window instead of signing him right now to at the end of the year to an eight year eight mil contract. Yeah, you're probably right. Like a four year deal at something like four and a half five yeah. million. Yeah. I mean that extends your window by four years. You're right. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. Um. So yeah, you want to finish this off with a little top five? Why don't we take a quick break? What the hell are we gonna talk about when we get back from a quick break? Oh, we got Raptors to talk about. We got the top five. Mm-hmm. And some other good stuff. Timmy wants to wrap things up quick tonight. I was wrapping things up 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Well, we got the Leafs game going on, and we got beers to drink, and I don't have to work tomorrow, so... I do. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Raps playing the Pacers Friday. Cool. That should be an all right game. Yeah, should be. Um, Pacers aren't so hot. Yeah. What Raps you... playing well. DeMar's playing well. Having a better year than last year, even though he's scoring a bit less. Nah, they're still getting their last game. Lowry had thirty six points. They're still, still chugging along there, doing what they have to do, even though they're not getting as many touches. Uh, last game was crazy. Actually, it was one twenty six to one thirteen. High scoring. Yeah, I'm sure that Casey sounds off on the Raps third third uh, quarter struggles. Not mm-hmm. too happy about how they come out of the break. No, you got to start on time, as they say. Babcock and. Uh, and Casey should get together and figure out, put their heads together, figure out how to get their teams to start on time. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, DeMar, though, he's his field goal percentage is up 2% from last year. He's sh- uh, shooting less, though. He's uh, scoring about four points less. He's at 20, 22 and a half points per game this year, down from 27 last year. Uh, assists per game are up uh, almost a full assist per game. Uh, and rebounds are up as well looking like he's you know found another gear even though his scoring's down a little bit from last year well last year he went on that crazy uh the crazy tear where he had like 30 plus points for like 10 games yeah that's right that that probably put him up there um Mm -hmm. in terms of points per game 
Uh, but it's nice to nice to see the Raps, you know, starting to gel with their new offense. And it sounds like they're working on their defense, you know, nonstop, just like their offense. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it's good to see Dwayne, Dwayne Casey trying to do something different this year. It is. It, yeah. it, it, it's almost proving that you can teach old dogs new tricks. Maybe if they just tighten up his slacks a little bit. <laughs> that'll. Uh... I bought some pants from Mark's Work Warehouse, and they're like supposed to be slim fit, and they like looked okay in the dressing room, and then I wore them to work the next day, and I felt like Dwayne Casey. They're like <laughs> flopping around in the wind. It's like it was insane. I had, to, I had to bring them in right away, get them tapered. It, like he needs to bring all of his suit pants in to get tapered. I'll tell him the place sun sun dry cleaning on Lansdowne. Guy does a great job. Sick. Maybe we should call him and ask him if he wants to sponsor a segment on the sports room. Sure, we need some sponsors, that's for sure. TSR needs some sponsors. If anyone who's listening wants a solid 10 to 20 listeners per day <laughs> <laughs> to do a little advertising. Uh, looks like Raps probably won't. I mean, it's early in the season, but Celtics are far and away the best team in their division conference right now. And obviously Cleveland's bouncing back from their early season struggles, as they always, always will. I heard Jalen Rose is considering hanging them up. Oh, yeah? Why? Because he's just, he can't stay healthy. No, Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose, sorry. Yeah. Derrick Rose, yes. Yeah, he Um, took some time off because he's, like, you know, I, I mean... I'd be upset too. I mean, like the guy can't stay healthy. He's got a lot of talent. Remember oh. when he broke into the league? Uber talented. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine like kind of sitting there and knowing you have all this talent and you have the potential to be a game breaker in the NBA and you just literally can't stay healthy? There's those players out there. They just for whatever. I don't understand it. Like I don't know if you can like take like a X-ray or something and figure out if they have bonitis. Yeah, it's something <laughs> wrong with them. But there's those players out there like Joffrey Lupul. You go 30 games, point a game, yeah, and then just injure it for 40 games. I know it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's it's insane. But yeah, it's just disappointing to hear. Um, he was supposed to be the second coming of uh, Christ for the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, and, well, and he was for a bit too. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, um, but yeah, that was interesting because obviously. Uh, Cleveland signed him to be a big part of the team. Well, they they really what they really needed him for was basically to play point guard until Isaiah Thomas is healthy. Isaiah Thomas and yeah, he, you know it looks like he won't he won't he's not gonna be back until the new year at the earliest. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So yeah, now they're I mean LeBron's probably playing point guard most of the time, which I think he did even when Irving was there. But mm-hmm. um, I mean you got LeBron James, he's still the best player in the world. Yeah, still at thirty four. Yeah. Do you see the um, see the comparisons between Lonzo Ball and Steph Curry and like on their first twenty ish games in the in the league? No, actually very similar numbers. Steph Curry came out and said, because I guess Lonzo Ball is getting a lot of slack, uh, you know, just for flack, not slack. Getting a lot of flack in the media, I guess, not living up to the hype that was around him. And you know, Steph Curry came out and said, "I hope you didn't judge me based on my first twenty games." And you know, people were putting up all the pictures of their stats side by side on the fir- their first 20 games and very similar. Lonzo Ball has higher assist numbers actually, but similar point totals, similar field goal percentages. So, what do you think the odds are of LeBron signing with uh, the Lakers next year and uh, the Lakers winning a championship? I don't 
think LeBron will sign next year. I think he'll he'll wait for the Lakers to look like they're primed, which they're not looking like this year, and then sign the year after next. But that's another one-year extension with someone. Maybe the Raptors. Hmm. Actually, we talked about that. Like, if you want to win another championship, but why you don't not? want to go to LA yet. Yeah. Then yeah, Raptors I think would be a better choice than Cleveland. It also depends on what Paul George decides to do. Does he right. like it in Oklahoma City? Because we all know he wanted to go to the Lakers. Yeah. And the Pacers were like, nah, yeah. we're not letting you have what you want. You want to? <laughs> you're going to where we want you to go. So they ship him off to Oklahoma City. Playing with Paul George down there, he might love it. So it all depends on if, you know, Oklahoma City's able to change his mind and, and re-sign him next year. Because if Paul George and LeBron James go to that Lakers team, they're an immediate contender. Oh, yeah. But the problem is, is then you have to get through Golden State in the Western Conference fi- at finals. That'll be you're not getting through Golden State in the finals. You're getting through them in the Western Conference finals, which for LeBron's a lot different. He's like 50-50 chance that I get to a final or stay in the East guaranteed getting getting to the final. You got to go through a Golden State to win the West and then you get to the championship and, and you you're looking go at Boston. And then you're looking at Boston. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough road to a championship. I'd, I'd put... I, I know everyone's linking them to the Lakers, but I just don't see it with how good Golden State is. One year, $50 mil with Toronto. Why not? Do it. That's a final. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. So... That'd be actually really cool. I mean, doesn't he like Toronto a lot? Who doesn't? I mean, yeah, all those guys like Toronto. They all say they love coming to Toronto, but they don't like signing here. Yeah. So, who knows? We'll see. We'll we'll keep uh, we'll keep the listeners updated on what LeBron James is thinking about coming to Toronto. Maybe all those good players that love visiting Toronto. All have accumulated uh, a nice a nice field of side pieces <laughs> in Toronto that they don't need <laughs> around full time. <laughs> remember, remember, Lou Williams had both of his side girls at the game. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> that guy was such a character. <laughs> he had them both at the game, sitting beside each other. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, all right, in memory, no. In celebration of the re- Toronto sports team's recent playoffs success, we're going to do a top five most memorable Toronto playoff moments. Let's do it. I'm pumped for that. All right. Kick it off, and then we're signing off. All right. So I'm going to start off with the Leafs sweeping the Ottawa Senators in 2001. Mm-hmm. It was a dominant sweep. Ottawa couldn't even score until the third game. I liked that. Yeah, yeah, that was very, very good for Tim. That was my number four. Nice. <laughs> um, I I think the fumble return on Sunday. Sure. 105 yards. Right on. Fumble touchdown return. That was brilliant. Unexpected. And an honorable from... mention to the interception that ended the game. Right. Um, that was a good moment. Up next, both on our list for sure, the Jose bat flip. Mm-hmm. Oh, you weren't going to elaborate on that? No, it's a Jose Batflip. Okay. I don't need to. My number four was the 2001 sweep over Ottawa. Okay. I remember being in Ottawa, watching the mm-hmm. game four. It was incredible. Um, the 2016 Encarnacion walk-off. 
Yeah. That was great. Mm-hmm. In the wildcard game. Yep. My number three is not a good memory, but a bad one. Why? The Leafs got two shots on goal with one goal in the first period in Game 5 versus the Flyers in 2004. Oh, yeah. And they had just battled back at home to tie the series at two apiece. They go into Game 5 and lay an absolute egg in the first period. They don't get a shot on goal until there's like two minutes left and they score on it. And I think they got another shot on goal after that one. Going to lose that and lose the series in six. Just brutal. Lots of bad memories for Toronto playoffs. A lot of bad ones. Um, uh, next one, I'm going to go with Maple Leafs um, on the, the short lockout season. Or no, sorry, last year. Yeah. Um, pushing Caps to game six. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Leafs hung tight with the best team in the league. Went on a crazy run to end the season. Best team in the league. And, yeah, we pushed them a lot further than anyone gave us credit for. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that gives us a lot of hope there for the future. My number two, you already said it, Eddie's home run in the wild card game versus uh, Baltimore to end the game in extra, in extra innings. Oh, yeah. He just puts his arms up in the air. Yeah. He just knew it was gone. <laughs> oh, that was – it was incredible. Yeah. It was absolutely – it was – and – to think that happened one year after probably the best, putting aside the World Series wins with Joe Carter home run and whatnot. We actually have that uh, picture of us at my place in Etobicoke immortalizing that moment. We have a picture? Yep. Oh, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. All right. What's your number one, buddy? Um, way back in the day, uh, when Doug Gilmore was still on the team, Doug Gilmore, Wendell Clark, mm-hmm. um, beating the Calgary Flames in Game 7. That was a series that we were not supposed to win at all, mm. let alone go to Game 7. And then we take it to Game 7, overtime win. I remember that Dougie Gilmore play in the corner, get the puck out in front. Um, yeah. That was, na- was that 92 or 93? That was 93. 93. That was the year that they lost to the Kings in the conference final? Correct. Yeah. I mean, I was I was too young at that point to remember. How was that for a travel schedule back then in the Campbell well, yeah, Norris conferences? They, they played in the Western Conference. Yeah. They yeah. would have played Montreal in the final. They would have. Yeah. My number one, you already said it, Jose's bat flip versus Texas, game five, the mm-hmm. ALDS. I mean, we were both living in Liberty Village, and, I mean, we were just jumping, like, we just, like, jumping on top of each other, and then... Like, open the windows, go on the balcony. You remember everyone's just yelling, like, Jose, Jose, Jose. Mm-hmm. Like, Liberty Village was just nuts. Like, it was insane. That was the best moment of Liberty Village right there. Yeah, sure. I mean, and it, it 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 kind of felt like everything, with all of the pain that we've gone through for all of our sports teams, like, it was the first time a Toronto team had done anything, right? Like, it was like, it was the first success in my adulthood that I've been able to like, relish in. It was just a really special moment because of that. It was like, we're, we've made it back. We've come out of the shit no. to become, like, we're relevant again in something. Yeah. It was it was really special. Yeah, that was the beginning of the uh, Toronto sports resurgence. Yeah, sure. uh, yeah. That's, that's what I was trying to say, but in less words. More words. I had more words, you had less. Exactly. Right. All right, well, that was a good show. I don't say a lot, but I say a lot. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good one. <laughs> <laughs> good show, Timmy. That was fun. Um, 
you listen, if you're listening to it, you're listening on SoundCloud. I don't even know why we say listen to us on SoundCloud. If you're listening, it's on SoundCloud already. We'll get so. back on iTunes eventually. Yeah, we'll have to figure that out. Um, but follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Sportsroom Show. Uh, there's a lot and lots of good stuff. You can get our links to all of the shows from there and ask us questions and then we can talk about them on the show. The show would be a lot easier if we don't have to come up with our own shit and if you gave us some stuff to talk about. Right. That would be nice. Hint, hint. Yeah, maybe we'll bring you on the show or something. Yeah, maybe. Anyways, uh, we're going to go watch the Leaf game now and uh, go Leafs go. We'll talk to you next time. We'll talk about the Leafs, how the Leafs swept their Western, Western road Conference. trip. Don't jinx it. <laughs>